Good morning, Parkway Church. How you guys doing today? Good. So glad you're here with us as we continue the series, This Is Us. My name is Mike. I'm the senior pastor here, and it is my privilege to open God's word with you today and to dig into what he's called us to do and who he's called us to be as a church family. And, and I have to tell you, I've been around Parkway now for 16 years, and I absolutely love who we are as a church. I absolutely love how we care for each other, how we inspire each other, how we reach out to our communities. I absolutely love how this church steps out on faith. When God calls us to do something, our default answer is yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Parkway Church, for who you are and for what we can do together. I could stand here all day and tell you things that I love about our church. Near the top of that list has always got to be the teammates that serve with us and that make Parkway Parkway. We have hundreds of people that serve every week as a part of our church family. Whether they're serving by shaking a hand or they're serving by leading a small group of children or leading a small group of adults or leading out in the community with Christ Kitchen or VCAM, we've got hundreds of people that serve every week. In this past week, Parkway Victoria and Parkway Port Lavaca gathered those teams together. Parkway Lone Tree, you are going tonight to party together. And what we saw was a group of every age and every life stage who said, you know what? I'm going to serve Jesus through my church. I'm going to make an impact in our community through our church family. We saw every age, every life stage. We saw single adults. We saw married adults. We saw widowed adults. We saw students and children that serve in our church body. And we looked around in that gathering here at Parkway Victoria, and I know the same thing happened in Port Lavaca. And we looked around and we said, you know what? When it comes to who we are as a church, this is us. We are a community of servants who are desperate to share the love and message of Jesus Christ. We are a community of servants who want to help people connect with God and with each other. We're a community of servants who want to grow spiritually by loving God and loving people. We are a community of servants who want to worship Jesus by living faithfully and giving generously of our lives. That's who we are as Parkway Church. This is us. Simply, we are all about building relationships that build disciples. As we look at the reason that we gather together as Parkway Church, Parkway is, was, and always will be a relational church. In our early days in the mall, that's what made us magic. We had people that would go out and greet others at their car. And let me just tell you, we weren't very cool back then. We're much cooler now than we were then. Back in the day, in the, in the early 90s, our greeters wore Parkway vests. And they carried Parkway umbrellas. I'm talking cool Parkway vests and cool Parkway umbrellas. But what stood out was the fact that we love people. And we want to be a church that serves others. And we are a relational church. And that will never ever change. But as we look at relationships that build disciples, I just want to remind you that our relationships have a reason. And that reason is so that you and I can grow to become disciples of Jesus Christ, no matter where we are in our faith journey. Our relationships happen on purpose for a reason. 
So that these relationships, whether you're simply sitting in a crowd in worship or sitting in a circle in a small group or serving with your hands on a team, every relationship within this family has a reason. And that reason is to build you as a disciple of Jesus. We use Jesus' own words in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, to, to, to get this mindset. Listen to what he told his disciples. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. See, Jesus gives us in two verses the reason behind our relationships. First, he says, go and make disciples. One of the purposes of the church, one of the reasons that we gather together is because we are to be inviting people to believe in Jesus as their savior, both through our actions and through our words. When Jesus says, go and make disciples, that's about connecting people to God and to each other. And then Jesus says, as you make disciples, as you go about your everyday life making disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's all about leading people to take their next step in their journey with Jesus. And I hope you know this, that as a believer in Jesus Christ, we all have next steps to take. None of us have taken our final step yet. Because God still has us here, has breath in our lungs, has a reason for our days. And that's so that we can take our next step to grow spiritually by loving God and loving people. And then Jesus said, teach them everything that I've commanded. You know, one of the purposes of the church is to teach the word of God with clarity and with personal application. If the church gives up on the truth, who will fill that void? If the church refuses to teach the word and the will of God clearly, who can step in? Friends, the church must be about teaching everything that Jesus has commanded and everything that's in the word of God. And then the promise Jesus gives. I am with you always until the very end of the age. You know what we do when we gather together to worship? We gather together to trust him. We gather together in large groups. We gather together in small groups to trust him, to walk with him, to depend upon him, and to obey him with all of our lives. See, friends, that's why we gather. And today, as we look at our mission to serve others, by sharing the love and message of Jesus, I hope you hear this loud and clear. The needs of people in our culture have changed. The way that we communicate, the way that we reach, the way that we serve has changed. But the need for the gospel, the need for the love, grace, and mercy, the need for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and faith in that has not changed. And so today it's with passion that we say, this church is about serving others by sharing the love and message of Jesus. So as you think about where you are in your journey with Jesus, 
Let's unpack this together. Some of you may be here today still kicking the tires on faith. What is your step of discipleship today? Well, your step of discipleship would be believing. But we know that believing isn't the last step that we take. Because the next step after believing, and let me tell you what happens when you believe. You're forgiven. You're given heaven as your home. The Holy Spirit comes in to live inside of you. But your next step after believing is to discover who you are in Christ. And this may take years. But friends, we continue to pursue who we are in Christ because the old is gone and the new has come. We are new creations in Jesus. And one of the things that's hit me as we've studied discipleship and the way God changes lives is that not only does he want us to believe, but he wants us to discover that everything changes in our life when we believe in Jesus. That we need to learn and relearn everything in life. And that discovery phase is so important because it's in that phase that you decide, how much do I really wanna change? How much do I really wanna step into this new way of living? Because once you walk through that discovery phase, you enter into the next phase, and that's the obeying phase. That's the phase when you feel like you're a teenager. Some days you get it right, obeying. Some days you get it wrong. Some days you wanna do the right things. Some days you don't. That's the obeying phase. That's the phase where you and I learn how to consistently walk in this new life that we've discovered. And what amazes me is there are still significant parts in my life. I've been walking with Jesus now 25 years. Let me do some math. Oh, I'm not 52. Wait, wait. Oh, 27 years. I got older just standing before you. I've been walking with Jesus 27 years. And some of you are like, dude, I got socks older than that. Well, get some new socks. Get some new socks. I got grandkids older than that. Well, good for you. <laughs> let, me, let me just tell you this. There are still areas in my life where 27 years into this journey, I'm discovering how to obey him. This week, I discovered how to obey Jesus differently. Why? Because even I have a next step to take. In fact, the way I phrase it with myself is, especially I have a next step to take. And the end game in all of this, and if you're learning how to obey and you're seeing consistency in your walk, the end game in all of this is that we would follow Jesus with our lives. And there comes a point when you are walking successfully with Jesus that you make this decision. Because of the needs of people in the world around me, I will pour out my life. I will serve others to share the love and message of Jesus. Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. That's the goal of our life in Christ, is that we can say with integrity and authenticity, when I go to work, I'm following Jesus. When I serve in the community, I'm following Jesus. When I struggle to obey, I'm gonna rely on his grace because I am following Jesus. Friends, what's your next step as you consider your journey with Jesus? As we think about that, I wanna see if you guys have given me any input on something you would like to see our church do. 
Because let me tell you, we are gonna be doing some new things that will help you grow as a disciple. The Parkway app is one new thing that we're doing so that you can grow as a disciple. At the Parkway app, you can find Bible reading plans for men, for women, for couples, and for new believers. And we're gonna add reading plans like just so consistently so that you can continue to read the word of God together. At the Parkway app, you can find all of our small group leader resources. You can find um, messages. I mean, if you're having trouble sleeping, you can listen to the messages. You go to sleep, you'll be just fine, I promise. You can use that app to grow as a disciple. Let me see what else people would like to see our church do. I would like to see our church serve in a way others would know we serve not because God needs us to, but because we, rather, we love him so much, we choose to serve him. To serve him with gladness, knowing he will supply all we need to make him more desirable to others. I would like to see more volunteering and tithing. I think I sent this one. Um, I'm joking, I'm joking. allowing for more community ministries. I would like for discipleship groups and running partners. I sure hope that you're talking about figurative running partners, not literal running partners. Because there is a Bible verse that says that a man who runs without being chased can't be trusted. That's why I don't run. I'd like to see more worship nights praising the Lord once a month at each location. I'd like to see more events for women where we can reach out to and serve people in our community. You know what's interesting is is that question, what do you want to see in our church? That's a pretty scary question to ask when you're not filtering any of the results. But here's what I know. I can trust you with that question because God has us on mission together. I can trust your answers because God has knit our hearts together to be the kind of church that serves others to share the love and message of Jesus. We're the kind of church that says the gospel, Jesus didn't come to make us healthy, wealthy, and wise. He came to make us his. We're the kind of church that says Jesus didn't come to give us a purpose. Jesus came on purpose to forgive us of our sins. We're the kind of church that says the gospel doesn't unite us so that we'll be a social club, but instead the gospel unites us so that we'll be a serving community that makes a difference, making Christ desirable to people. Friends, we get it. And we get it together. So what does it look like for us to be a church that serves by sharing the love and message of Jesus? I've got two passages I want to share with you today. The first one is in the book of Galatians. So if you brought your Bible, open up with me to Galatians chapter 6, 9 and 10. Listen to what the Bible says. It says, do not Become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we, will do, if we do not give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. 
When we talk about serving to share the love and message, you will grow weary because this is work for the Lord. This is work for God. And because it's work, you may grow weary. But Paul says here to the church in Galatia, and I say to you, let us not become weary in doing good. Why? For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We keep working wherever we're doing good in the name of Jesus because God is working. And at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. Keep reading. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. How do you know where you should serve to share the love and message of Jesus? Well, this verse gives you the answer. You do it every time you have an opportunity. Every time there's a place, every time there's a way, every time there's an open door for you to serve someone, you serve someone. Because you are following Jesus. It says start in the church, but then go into the community. How do you know if you're doing good in the name of Jesus? Are you sharing the love of God with people? Are you sharing the message of Jesus with others? Paul told them, therefore, as we have opportunity, let's do good to all people. So our job, no matter what we do for a living, our job as disciples of Jesus Christ is to take every opportunity to do good to all people. And in a world where high schoolers have to be fearful of walking on campus, in a world where we can be so easily gripped by the pains and problems of people around us, in that world, isn't it time for the church to take every opportunity to do good for the people around us? Isn't it time for Christian teachers to lead and to love well on campus as they do? Isn't it time for men to step in and mentor in the schools? Isn't it time for the church to be the church? I think it is. That's why we must take every opportunity to share the love and the message of Jesus to all people at home, at work, in the community, in church, with friends, family, enemies, those who love you and those who hate you. Our job is to take every opportunity to do good to people, to share the love and the message of Jesus. Essentially, what I'm asking you to do is to pick up this mindset. If I would do it on a mission trip, then I will do it every day of my life. This summer, we're sending 20 people to the, to the Dominican Republic to serve in orphanages and to do vacation Bible schools and to love people and to build relationships. And here's the deal. We must be doing the exact same thing in all of our communities. Because if we simply go on a trip to serve, <laughs> we've missed it. 
If we simply go on a trip to share the love and the message of Jesus, we are missing the mission that he has for us every day. You know, it's easier to serve in foreign soil on some days than it is to walk across the street, than it is to walk to the cube mate next to us, than it is to share our faith with the person in the grocery line or the person that's helping us. But friends, the, the mindset I'm calling you to is that we are gonna do good in the name of Jesus and we're not gonna grow weary. Why? Because in the proper time, we will reap a harvest. Listen to how Jesus put it. Matthew chapter nine, 35 and following. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news and healing every kind of disease and sickness. He's sharing his love and he's sharing his message. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, I just want to make sure that we're all hearing the same thing as I read this passage. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, he says, friends, the harvest is plentiful. In Parkway Church, I want to tell you that the harvest of God's work among us is plentiful. That's why we do things like backpacks where we find 250 hungry kids during the school year and we feed them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Saturday and Sunday so they can come back to school not hungry but ready to learn. Parkway, the harvest is plentiful. 12 schools, 6,004 meals distributed by 16 team leaders who build relationships on that campus. The harvest is plentiful. That's why this year, our first year with OCC, Operation Christmas Child, you guys put together in the midst of our own tragedy, 2,258 boxes to spread the message of Jesus around the globe. The harvest is plentiful. That's why we launch campuses and why we're praying about building a building in Port Lavaca. The harvest is plentiful. That's why we give an invitation after every service. Because we don't want anyone to have to schedule the day that they're saved. We want everyone to know the life and faith and mess, the, 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 the faith that they can have in Christ. That's why the harvest is plentiful. That we invite you to serve consistently because that's what Jesus did unapologetically. Jesus looked out at his time and he said, the people are like, a sh like sheep without a shepherd, harassed and helpless. So what do you do? You ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So I want to make sure that we all heard the same thing. Because this week it became clear that sometimes we hear the same thing and we hear completely two different messages. And I want to make sure that some of you didn't hear the wrong message. I want you to, to know this. What Jesus did not say 
is that the harvest is few and the workers are plentiful. What Jesus said is the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. That's the message that Jesus leaves us with. Because some of you, you heard Yanni. Did you hear Yanni or did you hear Laurel? Yanni people? And then the godly right people, Laurel, right? Just an everyday example of your hearing the exact same thing and yet taking away two different messages. May we not miss the message of Jesus. That we are to serve others by sharing the love and message of Jesus. So let me tell you very clearly who I'm asking the Lord for. I'm asking the Lord for people that will serve in this way. And you can fill in the little acrostic. You're like, you made an acrostic? Yeah, I made an acrostic. It's fairly awesome. Here it is. We're looking for people that are selfless. That's the S in the word serve. We're looking for people who will selflessly serve others. Second word, E, is empowered by God. We're looking for people that aren't serving by their own strength, by their own will, but instead they're serving because they have been empowered by God. You see, one of the things you will discover about your relationship with God is that when you believed in Jesus, he gave you a gift for you to use in the community, in his church, to strengthen and to reach others. And so when I invite you to serve, I'm inviting you to step into your God-given potential, to be empowered by God. We're looking for selfless people who are empowered by God to reach others. We realize in today's day and age, if the church doesn't take ground, she's losing ground. If the church isn't reaching others, then we're not accomplishing our task. So we're looking for people who will selflessly be empowered by God to reach others. Now the V is that they value relationships. See, we don't do drive-by Christianity here at Parkway Church. We do relational evangelism. We do relational discipleship. We do relational life together. And so we're looking for people who will be selfless, empowered by God to reach others through relationships. And then the E. I'm looking for some folks that will enjoy being used by God that simply can't wait for that opportunity, that simply can't wait to continue serving so that they will reap a harvest. They will enjoy being used by God. Do we have any people that are selfless, ready to be empowered by God, to reach others because they value relationships and they look to enjoy being used by God? I know we do, friends. And this is the church God is calling us to be, a serving community, that shares the love and message of Jesus because our relationships have a reason. So here's a question I've got for you. Who are you serving so that you can share the love and the message of Jesus? Who are you serving so that they will know that they're loved and so that they will know how they can be his? If we get this right, Parkway, and everyone has an answer to that question, we truly will be the church that goes and makes disciples. And I believe we can do it together. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you for the chance to be together and to open the word today. And God, I pray now that you would help us to help us to live it. God, help us to follow you and to obey you, to do what you called us to do. And God, I pray now that you would work as we continue to commit our lives to you. If you're here today and you are a believer in Jesus, maybe today's your day to say, hey, I'm taking my next step. I'm gonna answer that question. Here's who I'm serving. Or here's the step I'm gonna take to find the people that I'm serving. If you're here and you're not a believer in Jesus yet, your step isn't to do, your step is to believe. Believe that Jesus died for you. Believe that he was raised again from the dead. Believe that you're a sinner who needs a savior. And he's the savior of the world. The Bible says that Jesus is Lord and savior. And he invites you to believe and to find life. So if today's your day, let's mark it with a prayer. You can pray. Jesus, I believe. I believe that I'm a sinner who needs a savior and that you are the savior of the world. Thank you for coming for me, for dying in my place and being raised again from the dead. Today, I believe. Thank you for giving me life.